because females, um, as we get into menopause, mm-hmm. and then our hormones are changing. We basically all kind of become trans men at the oh, end yeah. of life. Oh, yeah. I'm in menopause right now. Right. So, yeah. So, it's like nature makes you into a little bit of a trans man, and yeah. then you can kind of fight that, you know, because you're wanting to be, it's like, all age fluid as well. Um, but, you know, but also, like, you want to hold on to femininity that nature is going to take away from you. Yes. I mean, yeah. So many people, we're, we're all, like... We're all a little bit trans. Oh, yeah. And there's fluidity, not just in our own, you know, hearts and minds, but also in what happens um, hormonally, just naturally Mm -hmm. throughout the cycles of your month, throughout the cycles of your life. So, Oh, I mean, because I, like, I don't have a uterus. Mm -hmm. I had a hysterectomy. Mm -hmm. So really, I guess I could not be called a woman in a lot of ways. But, uh, and I do take estrogen and I do take other things to, you know, keep things wet. Yeah, you're a trans woman. Yes, I am. (laughs) What's up, dudes, dudettes, dudexes, and people who don't believe in the word dude at all? (laughs) Thanks for joining me for another episode of Wrong Questions Only, the politically non-binary podcast where we try to actually figure some shit out together uh, with, uh, with open... Uh, minds and open hearts using compassion, logic, and humor to actually get somewhere and figuring out how we can all get along about contentious culture war topics like gender, which is the subject of season one. Um, You know, when I say this is a politically non-binary podcast, I think most podcasts are either, if they're, you know, into political or sociopolitical issues at all, they're either on the left, which is the she, her of podcasts, or they're on the right, which is the he, him of podcasts, or they are uh, liberals who are critical of the issues and excesses of the left, which I will call the she, they podcasts. And then there are the uh, conservatives who are critical of the issues on the right, and we'll call those the he, they podcasts. And there are apolitical podcasts. We'll call them they, them. (laughs) I don't know. I'm having fun with this little analogy. Point being, I wanted to say that this podcast is easier of a podcast as much as I would never do that shit in real life. And I think those people are um, presumably uh, younger than 18 and also have some uh, differences of emotional, mental reality that they're special people. Um, But that being said, this podcast really is politically non-binary. This is outside of the binary, I think. And so, yeah, you're just going to get something that is not like anything else that is happening. And it's certainly nothing that I have encountered in the gendered space. Well, let's see. This episode uh, I've been working on all week, but I've been heavily distracted because the episode uh, that I was uh, that I did on Kill Tony came out on Monday night, and I was on a panel, and so I've been getting a lot of uh, comments and <laughs> things um, to deal with all over the internet, and I need to figure out how to be better about all that. But I also want to respond to all the YouTube comments because it helps the algorithms and I am getting more views and subscribers and everything right now so anyway but because of that the Patreon and the Substack episode 
will be out Friday instead of on Thursday. I've been good now for a few weeks about always putting out wrong, the Wrong Questions Only episodes on Thursday mornings. Um, and uh, I try to do the same with the Patreon and Substack, and I have been, but this week they'll come out Friday. This is a really fun episode. I just really enjoy talking to Heather, and uh, she's a great listener. <laughs> I've joked, and I might still do it, that I should have a podcast called Really Good Listeners, where I just talk to people who I really like talking to, and they don't even have to say much. I'll just go. Oh, <laughs> I do like talking. But yeah, she not only does she have uh, children who have uh, gender stuff going on, she's also got her own uh, issues and um, questions about her own, her own gender and sexuality. And it's just really fun to explore those things with her because she is good hearted and she's open minded and she has a good sense of humor. And that is what I like in a conversation partner. There were some audio issues in this episode, just in terms of it, it should sound pretty good. But then at one point the computer crapped out on me and I didn't realize it and man it was the funniest part of our conversation that we lost it really sucks like I remember us like laughing hysterically together and it's like it was probably three sentences after this thing stopped recording but I have a new computer I just ordered a new computer I didn't realize I was gonna have to figure out the new USB port so it's a work in progress but I did buy myself a new Mac so that should um, solve a lot of the problems that I've been having that I've just been uh, banging my head against the wall and not really fully dealing with. So I am dealing with those things and everything should be approved. But after the, after a little break, you'll hear that the uh, audio is a little funny just because I recorded it as an MP3 and didn't realize that there was one of these vocal effects. It's a subtle vocal effect. It's not that big of a deal, but just so you're aware of why it suddenly sounds different and why there's a chunk missing where... It'll cut off abruptly. Um, any more ado than I need to do. If you're here from Kill Tony, I just want to say thanks for coming and checking out my podcast. And, you know, some of the Kill Tony listeners are definitely, you know, misogynistic moron pieces of shit. I've noticed that in the YouTube comments. Um, and that's fine. I knew that there would be some of those people. But I also know that there's a whole spectrum of Kill Tony listeners. And if you're bothering to check out this podcast, I assume that um, you're probably one of the good ones. And yeah, so what we're doing here is, uh, and I guess it's a thing, like, you know, a lot of people in the YouTube comments, I, I watched, you know, 20 minutes maybe of it just to see what people would say, see if anyone had any good burns or whatever. And it's, it was nothing, any, anything particularly interesting. There's just a lot of people being like, oh, look at this they, them, vegan, feminist. Oh, oh, she's about to get triggered. <laughs> and that would be the sum uh that would be a pretty good summary of what those <laughs> comments were like and it's like literally just all the stuff that I joke about um but I it's you know I'm pretty complicated when it comes to that stuff and it's yeah I get in trouble on all sides uh, a lot of people uh, I have a lot of uh, unorthodox heterodox thoughts and questions and opinions and um, concerns and so it's not really easy for me to just build an audience or for me to really find my audience and for them to find me because it's I'm not pandering to one side or another. It's not very clear cut. And if you, uh, as you listen to the podcast, whoever you are, if you're listening and you have thoughts and opinions, feel free to email me at ariel.norman at gmail.com. I'm going to give you all that email address if you want to send me any kind of feedback whatsoever. And or if you think you want to be on the podcast for one reason or another, I'm particularly looking for people who have a subject related to gender that they want to talk about, like a particular question or a particular opinion that you have. If you have something like that, then feel free to reach out to me and 
I love meeting new people uh, via podcasting, so uh, always open to potentially having guests on. Like I had my friend Heather on, who was originally a fan of the Gender Fluids podcast that I do with a trans chick. That's another fun podcast to check out. The Gender Fluids podcast it is hilarious and irreverent and disgusting. We talk about sex and gender, but we also talk about kinks and fetishes a lot. And it's just two fucking queers who uh, do not fit the mold of what your stereotype of humorless, annoying queers are. And again, that is a stereotype. Many, many queers are not that way, but a lot of them are, and I get it. And yeah, anyway. Okay, that's a lot of ado, as always, but at least it's not fucking ads. So I'll say it, said it before, and I'll say it again. Uh, maybe I should tell people, uh, next episode I'll start telling people that you can skip to minute nine if you don't want to hear my intro. But for now, or whatever minute it is next time. But for now, thank you so much for listening to all of this and for being interested in, in this episode. And um, I hope you enjoy, my friend Heather. and transgender world so what do you mean by where do women fit in I feel like women I mean I'm 51 so you know I grew up in the 70s 80s 90s and um you know I also grew up very conservative Christian religious you know all that kind of stuff but I also knew at the age 12 I was like this is not me this is, I'm not Christian. I'm not this, I'm not that. And so I was like, I just have to get out of this town. Mm-hmm. And so I moved here or to Austin. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's when I realized I was like different than everybody else who I grew up with. When you moved here as an adult, you mean? Like uh, when I was you... 18. Yeah. Yeah. And I just moved here by myself because mm-hmm. I, I was a, a escaped an abusive home and it was just, It was me getting out. So I was also a feminist, Mm -hmm. you know, because I was abused and by my dad and by other men and raped. And, you know, it just felt very silenced back then. Mm -hmm. And I still felt silenced because I ended up marrying my dad. Mm -hmm. And so that was until I was age 42. So for 42 years, basically, I was abused yeah. by men. Um, I mean, even in my marriage, it was like marital uh, rape and, you know, abuse and like all of that, just a, a lot of stuff. And so, you know, I mean, I, I understand trans and non-binary. I, I want to understand more of it, but I feel like I might be called a turf. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have a a child that's transitioning. So, I mean, I, not to say like, oh, I have a black friend, you know, like, (laughs) no, I think it's your child that makes it different. Um, Although Rachel Dolezal tried to be like, but I have black children and that only got her so far, but yeah, Um, (laughs) but she had a different thing going on than you do. Well, I mean, this is one thing I say about the whole gender thing is it's like, look, we all have a stake in gender everybody gets to have thoughts and opinions when it comes to sex and gender, because this is something we all participate in, Uh whether you're officially trans or officially anything, whatever. I mean, we all, 
this is this is everybody's. This mm-hmm. is everybody's to figure out together and and figure out, you know, how we want to handle each other in society and and the rules and everything. I mean, this is the personal, political, like all the way through with this stuff. Yeah, this is this is the most fundamental stuff. Right, male, female, man, woman, like. Come on. No. Oh, you have to be trans to get a seat at the conversation about what sex and gender are. That's insane. Yeah. But that's kind of what I feel like sometimes. And this is just my perspective. Mm -hmm. And this is coming from a different generation. I'm Gen X. And when I was growing up, I didn't even know about gay. Sure. You know, I really didn't until, you know, I heard some things at school and I was like, oh, okay. But I also had you know, attraction to women and girls. I didn't know what that was. It was just nothing when I was little, you know? So I had experiences, but I would just write them off as nothing. Right. You know? And similarly, you probably have had experiences with the gender then that you weren't really thinking about. Yeah. I had a bunch of words and narratives for possibilities of your relationship to your own gender. Absolutely. I really honestly think if I was growing up in this generation, mm-hmm. I would I would I would be questioning transitioning. Right. Because I, I was very much a tomboy and I hate dresses. Mm-hmm. I don't like wearing certain things. But I'm a weird combination because I also run a lot of masculine energy mm-hmm. from having to raise my children and provide and you know do all these things that are really hard for me. Yeah. But I'm doing them and they're really hard for me because of how I was raised and the generation I was raised. Right. And as a woman Mm -hmm. too. And I'm also weird because like, I want to look like a woman now. Mm -hmm. I don't think I did back then, Mm -hmm. but like I got bigger boobs. (laughs) You got top surgery. I got top surgery and Mm -hmm. I'm wearing my hair longer now and I wear makeup sometimes, but then I also sometimes don't. Yeah. Or sometimes I want to hide my boobs, but yeah. like, you know. And, and sometimes, you know, the people, people who are younger than you and younger than me even, who, who there are people who call themselves non-binary and or gender fluid who are describing themselves exactly the way you're describing yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it is, it is interesting. And, but it's also, I think depending on the phase of your life, there might be phases of our lives where we really don't want boobs or want smaller boobs. Yeah. And then, and maybe it's as your hormones are changing naturally in your life and you are like, oh, I don't want to go into, because, because, because females, um, as we get into menopause, mm-hmm. and then our hormones are changing. We basically all kind of become trans men at the oh, end yeah. of life. Oh yeah. I'm in menopause right now. Right. So yeah. So it's like nature makes you into a little bit of a trans man and yeah. then you can kind of fight that, you know, cause you're wanting to be like all age fluid as well. Um, but you know, but also like you want to hold on to femininity that nature is going to take away from you. Yes. I mean, yeah. So many people were, we're all like, we're all a little bit trans and there's fluidity, not just in our own, you know, hearts and minds, but also in what happens, um, hormonally just naturally Mm -hmm. throughout the cycles of your month, throughout the cycles of your life. So, Oh, I I mean, cause I like, I don't have a uterus. Mm -hmm. I had a hysterectomy. Mm -hmm. So really, I guess I could not be called a woman in a lot of ways, but, uh, and I do take estrogen and I do take other things to, you know, keep, things wet. Yeah. You're a trans woman. Yes, yeah. I am. Yeah. <laughs> right. Not I mean, it's just so funny. The, the deeper you get into all this stuff, the more you realize like how we're all 
um, we're all in this. Yeah. We're all in this. And especially with the modern technologies, I mean, some people's dosage, dosages of hormone uh, replacement therapy or hormone cross-sex hormones or whichever set, you know, some people's are heavier than others. And, you know, I think we all have a lot to, to a lot at stake in culturally when it comes to what do we do about children and uh, interventions with them medically. Mm-hmm. But as adults, I mean, so many people are, taking hormones at various points, whether yeah. that's men who don't want to get, go bald or men who want to still be able to get hard or women going through menopause who still want to be wet or yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, or just like <laughs> playing around with someone's leftover testosterone cream and you're like, it's a little <laughs> expired, but so who knows? I'll just do one click of it and see. <laughs> you right. Know? Yeah. But like, you know, I even would like to add some testosterone to right. up my libido. I was thinking about, actually, I want to be on a little bit of testosterone and a little bit of estrogen because uh-huh. I want to be horny and wet. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I think we should all do it. <laughs> My friend and I have been joking that we should, instead of puberty blockers, we should be doing puberty enhancers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's give everyone extra puberty and see what happens for a while. Um, but also, it's like, because we were joking about my, uh, the a dude who, one of my dude friends, I'll just say, he has been playing around with taking testosterone lately and, you know, kind of in his 30s. Um, and I've been joking with him because, like, we don't want him to go bald, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but... You know, at, at first I was thinking you might become just like an obnoxious, more of an, of an obnoxious dude, but there's actually studies that are showing that like gay men have more testosterone than straight men. So what I'm thinking is, and you know how like the, the formerly identified as lesbian people who then go trans man often yes. become like gay for men or bi or whatever. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. It's, okay. It's a common, it's a common thing. Um, but in a lot of times people use the more testosterone you take, you just become bisexual because you're horny and you, right. you know, for it's more, like whatever's there. Just horny for more. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> hold the goal. Is right. Just to say. Um, and so I'm like, well, maybe he'll become bi and that'll be, <laughs> that'd be really fun, uh, for everyone. But that's then I was like, well, maybe more men should be on more testosterone for a while. I thought they should be on less. Like maybe right. we can chop everyone's balls off. They'll stop shooting up schools or whatever. You know, some of these incel ones, especially, Maybe they just need to take more testosterone and all the men should just go by. Well, I actually, what I'm seeing in this newest generation from my kids, my kids are 12, 17, and 20, Gen Z, and my boyfriend, mm-hmm. Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all pretty by. Yeah. They're it's, all pretty. It's in the water. Everything. Yeah. You know, like my transitioning child, I, I don't know. I mean, they, I think they're. They're dating a girl and a guy right now. Yeah. You know, but they've never had sex. Right. There's a lot of pansexual asexuals right now. Yeah. Yeah. Pan romantic asexuals, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But also we'll see what they're all really doing in a couple more years. Right. Right. Yeah. So, like, you have three kids and of the three of them, like, one and a half are trans. Is that right? (laughs) One and a half. You know, I've already talked to... Um, and, and I was surprised too, because mm-hmm. they didn't tell me this until this year. And this is your oldest? 21. Yeah. He's 20 or they are 20. Their 20. name is Devin. Devin. Yeah. So this is, I mean, I don't, you can say whatever you want to, yeah. but since you accidentally said he and then corrected to that, yeah. and I feel like we know what's going on. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, but is, is that what Devin wants is, is they, or would it be they, she, or? I think they 
Well, what Devin has said to me is pretty much everything, mm-hmm. but I don't feel comfortable. I He slips out all the time mm-hmm. because that's my brain. Yeah. And then they, I'm really working on, she doesn't feel like. Quite right. Quite right yet. Okay. Yeah. Right. But I want to get to that point because I feel like. Oh, she doesn't feel quite right to you, but right. Devin th- does probably use she with other people, like other. But, do Devin's friends say she? They they see, and this is another thing. Devin it has Asperger's, mm-hmm. autism, high functioning, but also um, hard to communicate some things too. And so they have friends in Chicago now, and they said that they haven't said anything to their friends. So I'm really trying to encourage mm-hmm. the talking and opening up to friends. But so their friends. Does Devin present as kind of non-binary looking? Non-binary looking. So do Devin's friends not kind of ask about pronouns or gender identity kind of stuff at all? Or I guess not, which yeah. I'm surprised. That's interesting. I think they know that they uh, that Devin wants to go by they. Okay. But I don't know. He they just don't feel comfortable talking about it. Yeah. I'm the only person. So I'm kind of feeling like, well, and maybe they really, I mean, it might be useful to spend some more time thinking about it. And before you try to ask your friends to like change all the way over to she or to whatever, you know, that might be the smartest tack is to like keep it a little bit to yourself. And yeah, if you play around with them first, but you can, yeah, not fully commit to any particular course or way for your friends to see you, you know, maybe that's helpful. Maybe yeah. they just shouldn't talk about it until they figured it out because it's easier. You know, if they did decide, uh, actually I'm fine with he, or I'm fine with all pronouns or whatever, it'd be easier to kind of go back to that. Yeah. Than if, than if you make people say, if you're like, I am a trans woman, right. She, her, you know, right. Then it's harder to kind of pedal back. And, right. Yeah. And I have known, I do know somebody that has gone male, female, back to male. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. I mean, it was all within like a two year period Mm -hmm. and nothing really changed that much. Yeah. That's good. Did they take hormones? They did. They just took hormones. Um, They liked the development that they had, but then they were like, I think I just want to be non-binary. Yeah. Yeah. It's the way of the future. Yeah. Not being so much one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm like, well, I'm naturally non-binary. Like even, even physically like I think that you know however I was born the genetics I have I'm not even saying I'm like intersex it's just that there is spectruminess to our our phenotypic expressions right um and like you know I grow more hair than the some trans men I've known have been on testosterone for two years oh wow so my jawline's square yeah a lot of people who've been on testosterone for you know like so I it's hard for me because like for a while you know I was just like Oh, you fools. Why are you going to chop all your boobs off and blah, blah, blah. You can be a dude and sell boobs, but it's also like, well, right. Because I have natural androgyny. So it's easy for me to say, just lean into your androgyny. But a lot of people don't have it. Right. Not everyone's five, eight. Not everyone has smaller boobs mm-hmm. um, and a square jawline and whatever. So they can't just cut their hair. People, if you have big boobs and you cut your hair, you only get so much of the yeah. that people are still going to. Yeah. Yeah. There was a comic in. Birmingham who was going off about like studs you know the uh because especially in the like black lesbian culture there's like a more of like a stud femme you know dichotomy that uh-huh. there. 
into. And so, but <laughs> they're talking about, he's talking about studs. And then at the end of this whole bit about it, he's like, you know what stud stands for? Still titties under that shirt. <laughs> and I, I can't believe I forgot because I got to go on after him, but I was a few people later and I forgot. I, I'm so mad at myself that I wanted to talk about like, well, jokes like that are why they're all cutting their boobs off. <laughs> it's because y'all are being like this about it. And it's like, but yeah, it was this whole thing about how they're not, they're like, yeah, but you're still female. You're still, you know, still bitch, basically, you know, in that kind of yeah. framework. And I can yeah. see how that's hard. Mm-hmm. I, I used to go to this group that was very, um, uh, I guess, queer friendly. And um, this non-binary person had a beard and really big boobs. Yeah. And it was really hard. I mean, the, the, I saw the beard yeah. and then the boobs. And the boobs really were just that through me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's people who really like to be that way, this way yeah. that's kind of like, almost like that would have been like in a circus show at, you know, at, right. at some point in our history. And there's people who really enjoy kind of confusing and upsetting people. Like if you follow the kind of androgynous or gender fluid hashtags on Instagram, there's some stuff that I'm like, ugh, I don't want to look at. And, you know, I don't know if I could sit there and meditate on more love toward that stuff. But I don't know. I think we have a natural aversion to certain amounts where it's just too much. Where yeah. we're like, that's not natural. That's not healthy. No offense to anybody out there with fucking, you know, W cups or whatever the sizes are at some point. You know, if you've got M-sized boobs and a full beard, like, do your thing. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. Oh, freak, yeah. Freak people out. Live your life how you want to. I don't like it when people have enormous gauges. I think that looks hideous. And <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes me it, – it, it evokes that thing – that we were like, oh, disease, d- disfigurement, yeah. you know, it has that for a moment. And, but if you want to do that, that's all up to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not telling anyone not to do it. It's I just actually that, love it. Yeah. Like I love to be confused. Mm-hmm. I love to like go, okay, my brain is fucked up right now. Right. And this is not computing and that's okay. Right. Because my brain is 51 years old right. with three concussions. Yeah. So. <laughs> and it's also like, it's like doing drugs without doing drugs. Right. Like, oh, shit. I walked into a party where all kinds of freaks are that. But it doesn't have to be, yeah, it doesn't have to be an anti- Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I just notice these reactions in me. I notice a reaction of hate crimey feeling toward people. Oh, yeah. I notice a reaction of like, ooh, you disgust me. But that doesn't mean that I'm whatever, do anything mean or like, yeah, try to pass laws against things or, uh-huh. or be like, oh, I hate that person. It's just that I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You're evoking that reaction in me. And, and I do think that, you know, people have just been barreling through all the norms and the pr- proscriptions and prescriptions that we have for gender lately. And I think that's fun. And I think we are moving toward a more utopian uh, world when it comes to gender expression and you know, how we're going to use language and how we're going to interact with each other. And I think that's all part of it. I think we need the bearded big boob people yeah. to come in and fuck shit up. I mean, I think we, yeah. need, we need all of it. And so we need it in our faces. Yeah, we need it in our faces. And it's, yeah. What do you think about, because I just heard about this, about the Dave Chappelle show. Yeah. I forgot what it was called. Uh, the the closer. thing. The yeah, closer. The Closer. Um, should we, let's talk about this at the end, maybe okay. we should get on to like your, your stuff. Cause that's maybe we'll make a Patreon segment about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, just because Have you watched it, I haven't watched it, oh, okay. but I was listening to Joe Rogan on the way over here. Hmm. Cause sometimes I get very triggered listening to him sure. and I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're using it the way people use Twitter. Let's get angry. And yeah. That'll give me some energy. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And, and I just, I like to get that perspective mm-hmm. because even though 
Joe says that he's not, you know, biased or well, opinionated yeah. or anything. It's very clear. Yeah, no. that's one of his silly things. Like, sometimes things are just jokes. And it's like, yeah, but we all know we put truth in jokes, or we're mm-hmm. uncovering truth with jokes, and you're on... So that's not... He's he's just got that line, and he's not... he's He hasn't reflected about it in years, clearly. He just yeah. likes repeating it. And yeah, it's like, well, if he's so untransphobic, or so whatever, even-minded, I'm like, why don't you just talk to some trans people on your program? Exactly, that's what I wonder. It makes sense. It just yeah. doesn't make sense at this point. It's very strange to me that it's like... You're still living in a weird bubble. I think it's just like most people. And I mean, to some extent, I'm living in a bubble. As much as I try to not be in a bubble, but we're all in all kinds of bubbles. We and are. For whatever reason, he just doesn't seem to f- figure out how to like get anybody on who might, you know, he just maybe doesn't want to really have people on who are going to um, disagree with him very strongly. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's a weird blind spot. But who was he talking to today that? Oh, it was a comedian. And I, it was something I could stomach because it was a female comedian. Uh-huh. And she made me laugh. And um, yeah. But it it's just, you know, because I'm in my, I, I'm a hairstylist, and so I work with the public every day. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been doing this for a year now, constantly, and seeing the public and who the public really is, mm-hmm. is fucking scary. Mm. You know, it's just, I mean, I know, like, when you go out to your shows, I'm sure you get to see different sides and yeah. stuff, but... I see really ugly sides of people. Because people are talking to you while you, they're, you're cutting their hair. And yes. they're telling you all kinds of stuff. Yeah. What's some ugliness that's happened? Um, well, just my the last time I worked, which was just a couple days ago, I had this lady, and she was just angry. And she walked in, and we're, we still require masks because, I mean, yeah, we're working very closely and, with people. Yeah. I cut people's beards and stuff, you know? Yeah. And, um Right. And she walked in without a mask on and I, I was the only one in there. Uh-huh. So she was, she was like, do I need a mask? And I was like, you're okay. It's just me and you. So let me go yeah. cut your hair. So, uh, I, I go and I cut her hair and she immediately starts talking about the fucking liberals. Oh, oh. can I cuss on here? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, I'm a walking billboard for a, a liberal. Like, yeah. Also this is in or near Austin. It's in Austin. Right. So it's like, how, Downtown. you can't yeah. really just. It's an interesting thing to take a gamble on from her right. perspective. That I like, think she wanted to do that. Yeah. You know, she was uh-huh. probably in her 60s. I think she wanted to piss me off. Yeah, okay. And so I was just like, okay, and I just didn't say anything. Uh-huh. Because I, you know, so I, I often speak up, but then I get mad, and then yeah. I start yelling at people and on it's just not good. Sometimes it's interesting to just observe and see what's going on yeah. with people and let them talk. And then, I mean, usually at the end of that, I, like I still like to kind of gently push back on some things or offer other perspectives. But I like to try to meet people where they're at and like really listen and see. Cause especially when someone's going to go off like that, yeah. you're like, okay, let's see what you really think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what were her complaints about the liberals? Uh, she was talking about her sister that lives in Portland and how the liberals are taking over Portland. And I have heard it's bad out there. That yeah. It yeah. To be. Like they're Antifa are still out there damaging property and scaring people and annoying people and stuff. And see, that's where I get confused Yeah, because I don't know where Antifa is. Like, you know, people talk about the left and the right and this and that. They're just anarchists. Yeah. People want to paint them as far left, but they don't, the Antifa people are not really in step with, most of who you would consider liberals or the left or anything. So That's it's one of those thinking. things. It's kind of like, you know, you're not, you, you shouldn't really compare just cons- the conservatives with 
you know, white supremacists either, right. you know, or some KKK organization or whatever people are, you know, like that's not fair either. And so it's, it's very similar kind of thing. Okay. But yeah. And see, this is why I want to talk, you mm-hmm. know, I, I want to get to know because I'm getting very many different perspectives mm-hmm. on who thinks what Antifa is, on who thinks what trans means. And, what, yeah. you know, so hearing all these different perspectives, I realize that nobody has the same right. definition. Right. Right. And we're all confused. We're all confused. And so it's like that kind of simplistic thing. When you're talking, when your complaint is with Antifa and you just say, oh, the liberals. Yes. It's like, but I mean, there are some liberals who maybe put up with that way too much because they think that Antifa's on their side or something. Antifa's at least against the same things they're against. But there's not that much tolerance from it. And I don't think in the conservative world there's that much tolerance for, you know, even the Proud Boys. I mean, there's maybe some and the Proud Boys aren't at least from what I understand, they're more just like, because they were founded with a sense of humor, they at least don't take themselves. There's, they still fuck shit up. Sometimes there's still bad elements for sure, but they didn't start with the same spirit of Antifa, which is like, we want to burn the entire system down. Mm, Um, So there's still just like some key differences. However, we want to make these analogies, but still it's just like painting all conservatives as if whatever some white nationalist group does was, representative of them like that's not fair either and yeah but that's the kind of polemical thinking that we get from the the corporate media and the social media stuff just pushes us into when we talk about being a polarized country it's like well that's they want us to think that way they want us to think antifa represents the liberals and white supremacists represent the conservatives right and and just division in in everything Mm -hmm. and and because that that is what i hear a lot of like if i'm listening to say joe rogan i hear that um, you know, he often says the left does this, the left does yeah. this, cancel, cancel, cancel when actually everybody's canceling everything. It's, right. It, everybody is, has a part in this. Yeah. People get power hungry on, on all sides. And especially people who formerly didn't have much access to being loud or having power or taking people down are getting excited about their abilities to, to leverage the internet to do things. And that's happening on all sides. Yeah. So anytime people start talking in those generalities like that, it's like, ugh. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You're, you're part of the problem. I mean, if anything, what most of us can agree on in this country is that we both hate Antifa and the white supremacists. Right. You know what I mean? What we could agree on, most of us really could agree on so much right there in the center. And, but they, it's just, it's just like that fun game of team red, team blue that people get like jazzed up to the root for their team and become unconscious again. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's something that like I have felt like since working with the public again, I don't know where I fit in now. Yeah. Because it's just, I I feel lost in this world. So many people are now calling themselves politically homeless. Yeah. um, Politically non-binary, as I call myself. There's a lot of this kind of stuff. And I think that there's a growing awareness that we should all just figure out how to be in a tribe together Mm -hmm. and not worry about because we, especially the Democrats or Republicans. I mean, most of us have realized that almost all of them on almost every level are just corrupt, Mm -hmm. whether consciously or even subconsciously, they're just in it to um, be influenced peddlers and to make money off of us. And they're not really doing anything. I mean, it's, you know, so you can't forget all that. So we just have to figure out how to first like, and, and it's, it's happening. Like, the, the what's happening on the internet with, with podcasts, with sub stacks, with things where yeah. people are able to start forming communities where we're all 
we have we can be diverse and diverse mm-hmm. politically as well, but still united in the idea that we want to get along. We want to be able to have conversation. We want to figure out solutions that are real instead of just getting lost in partisan bickering. Yeah, I think there actually is a majority of us. We just are figuring out slowly right now how to find each other and build communities so mm-hmm. that yeah they don't just trick us into this bullshit about team blue and team red. know how to identify myself uh-huh yeah you know and if and we that, could come up with like real genders where there's like 15 yeah. of them or 12 of them or something we could all kind of find that's what i would like one of my projects of many that i think i might do one day is like i want to come up with 12 genders that i believe in yeah and then just like do a service where i do a tarot reading for you or something and then at the end i like also diagnose your gender <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you what gender oh you God. are <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so look for that but yeah i have to but, figure I mean, out like, the 12 arm because i because i i mean i would like somebody to know you know if i just started dating them hey this woman here or this whatever yeah this person is is not ever going to wear a dress for you or heels right, right or you know do that kind of thing so just know that right you know there should don't be... try to change this person exactly and again maybe i don't know if it's 12 maybe it's because in college, another fantasy project I had was I was just going to number every type of person. And I don't uh-huh. know if that was going to be 129 or what. But you start noticing these patterns where you're like, oh, okay. One of those was in my class on women's history. Okay. You know, like, oh, this person, this party, I've met him before. And so, you know, it's obviously a little bit specious. But, like, at the same time, I think there are some general patterns like that. And if we could kind of encode down something that was much better than astrology um, and this is a little more elaborate than sex or gender. Mm-hmm. Cause like, yeah, that's my thing about the sex and gender shit. It's like, I just don't fit in anywhere into what we're talking about. And I think that in so many ways, like I just kind of am a trans dude in my mind, but I live as a woman. I choose to. So I also feel like a trans woman by, you know, like by not doing any intervention. Uh huh. You know what I mean? I'm letting God continue to make me a trans woman. <laughs> By not, it's like omitting the hormones I should be taking according to the trans ideology if I wanted to be my true self. You uh-huh. know what I mean? I'm like, okay, well, then I just won't. Because um, also, it's hotter to be a woman. Yeah. And it, it's hotter to be a dude woman, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you're right. <laughs> and it is easier in some ways. Yeah. You know, it's easier to date. Yeah. Now, I mean, I, I do kind of wish that I'd had the childhood of a dude. I wish I had been like taught all these skills. Yeah. I wish they'd been harder on me in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but that's too late. So I, I didn't get the investment in me as that kind of human. Yeah. The investment they tried to put in me, I resisted. It was really, I just did not want to do the scrapbooking stuff very much or learn how to sew. Uh, yeah. I just assiduously avoided. Yeah. Whatever. That's it. I just feel me just, it, just gave me anxiety to even think about these projects. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted, they made me work on my handwriting. They wanted me to use those scissors that had the pen. <laughs> I can't cut straight with regular scissors. Now I got these elaborate flower. I mean, like, <laughs> it's I'm hard. actually with you on that. My sister is a scrapbooker and I just let her do it. I did kind of enjoy scrapbooking eventually. I mean, mine just yeah. look, mine look like 
you know, a five-year-old did them, even though I was doing it when I was 12 or whatever, basically. <laughs> All the other girls are just, like, so beautiful. And whatever. and then I got in more trouble as a girl because I was a female student. Like, the boys were kind of given some leeway. Everyone knew boys' handwriting was bad, and they yeah. would do stuff. But as a girl, you were said to have straight things. Your science fair project yes. had to be, like, beautiful with little curly things coming out of it. I mean, it's just like... And I do still see on. that and this, you uh, know, with my kids' friends. Yeah. I see you know, who's going to be lesbian or non-binary uh-huh. or based trans. Based on their horrible handwriting. <laughs> and based on their looks. Totally. Too. Like, total androgynous, yeah. you know. And I see the parents try to take that away from them. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, trying to Steer put them, them into the whichever box. Yeah. And that's the thing. We just need to be allowing everyone to be who, whatever they want as kids. If we just never push back yeah. on anything gendered, then... I think we would raise an insanely healthy group. I mean, of kids. seriously, and it's happening. Some people are doing it, and yeah. their kids are doing really well. Well, I, I I happen to think my kids are doing really well, mm-hmm. and like you know, my seventeen year old straight, kind of straightish uh, male is wearing fingernail polish and eyeliner, yeah. and his girlfriend's trying to talk him into dyeing his hair pink. Yeah, ish. He's mm-hmm. you know, but anyway, for him to even be going yeah. here is amazing to me. Totally. I mean, that, that sounds like someone who is health, ha- having a healthy expiration as a 17 year old. Like yeah. that sounds right on target for my hope for the next generation. Right. Yeah. yeah. But then you have a 12 year old, a 12 year old daughter. And, and it's funny cause she's very girly girl. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, and she came to me the other day and she was like, um, you know, at school they were talking about non-binary. They were talking about the pronouns and everything, which I'm so thankful for. Yeah. That they're doing this in middle school. Uh-huh. And, and she was like, I think I might be a they, them. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh-huh. You know, what makes you think that? Uh-huh. And and she's just like, I can feel my masculine energy and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's really cool. Uh-huh. That's great. And, you know, yeah, I don't really see her as that yet, but yeah. I'm glad she's experimenting yeah. and well, right, and I think the it. issue is because yeah, we only have three. Like, I don't, I don't really love it that the government has a they them program to teach kids, mm-hmm. only because I don't really trust them to get it quite right. I mean, right. I don't love it that they don't either. You know what I mean? But it's right. just like either way, it's not going to be great because to me, I'm like, well, that's just what some people have recently made up that it's there's so he, she, they, but also some people believe in all these other pronouns, and also. Some of us believe that maybe we could come up with 12 genders and then have everyone actually, you know, if we got mm-hmm. to the point where we, because that's what seems, I think, a little bit annoying or like ridiculous about, you know, this a girly girl who's like, I'm they, them. We all go, that's not what they, them looks like. But it's like, they, them looks like a bunch of stuff. Right. In fact, it's a bunch of them, yes. <laughs> you know, because it's kind of like the miscellaneous at this point. Maybe if we just said miscellaneous gender yeah. instead of they, them, that would kind of non-binary. Like it could mean that you're outside of the binary and you don't even relate to male yeah. or female. It could mean sex. Some people say it's like, it's you're neither male nor female. Other people feel like it's neither man nor woman. So it's like, are you even talking about sex in your worldview? Or are you talking right. about this gender expression identity business? Like it's nobody really, or maybe you feel like both, or maybe you feel like, you're sometimes one and sometimes the other or sometimes half of each. I mean, it's so, yeah, miscellaneous gender, I think, is because people people just looking at themselves and going, I don't seem like a total dude or a total chick. Now, that's going to be most people because we are a fairly hermaphroditic species. Mm-hmm. And so you're not supposed to be 100% masculine or 100% feminine. But it's like, where do people go the line? If they're anything but like 95 plus percent masculine feeling, then they're like, I guess I'm non-binary. I mean, where do you put that? You know, right. it's just kind of like, you know, we're all we're all somewhat 
non-binary. <laughs> I like I like when you say because you've said this before on, on another podcast is uh, the medium. Mm-hmm. I I like the medium because like and I guess to me on the you know Kinsey's scale a medium would be just right in the middle. Yeah, you know, or you could mean a range from kind of three to five on the Kinsey scale, right? Or, you know, or, yeah, yeah, and so I. Cause, cause to me, I actually, that's what I'm attracted to. Mm-hmm. I'm attracted to medium people. Right. You know, I'm not, it, whether male or female right. or whatever, it's medium. I'm trying to remember if there is a word for that. I think there's definitely like androgynous sexual or something, but it's not even about necessarily androgyny. It's even about just, yeah, something in the medium zone. In yeah. The medium zone. Yeah. Like well, I don't like very masculine or very yeah. feminine. Right. Well, it's like my most recent ex-wife described her sexuality as she's attracted to gender non-conforming vagina people uh-huh. um, or gynosexual or something. But they tried to define the word gynosexual as being into women. And you're like, no, that's what we already had lesbian. And you all right. took that. So gynosexual is if you're into pussy people, be they trans men or uh, women or whatever, or some gender non-conforming women who don't care about words like that, you know, um, that's what that is. And so it's like, don't sit there and try to take gynosexual. You got the pussy Latin word right there. It's just fuck off. Right. The pussy is for, cause some of us, they, they don't want us to have a word for that. There's no word for if you're into trans men and vagina people, they right. won't let us have a fucking word. I'm like, come on, bitch. There's well, a lot of us like who agree that on that. Is erasing lesbianism. Yeah. Of course and that's, they want, and that's, well, is that lesbianism yeah. in this way? Again, you can use the word lesbianism in a lot of different ways, but the kind of lesbianism that we're talking about is when you're into people with pussy. Right. So there's a lot of us who, like, usually they don't put it in their bio on Twitter, but there's a lot of us lesbians who are like, yeah, we fuck trans dudes sometimes. Yeah. And we fuck vagina people. Right. There it is, you know. Yeah. And sorry if we're not allowed to have a word for that anymore, and other people want to identify into our other words and put other meanings into it, fine. But it's just ridiculous to not let us have one. Gynosexual, it's not even a hot word. They took, no. the, they took the hot word. Just let us have gynosexual, just for clinical reasons. Yeah. You know, we could just say that, but no, you're... Having a quote-unquote genital preference is <laughs> off the table. But it's like, genital preference, how dare you reduce my preference in vagina people to, as if it's just their genitals. That yeah. also has everything to do with how they developed in their minds and bodies yeah. and all over. Uh-huh. It's, it's fat distribution. It's how your brain myelinized while you were growing up. It's experiences that we've had in common, bitch. Like, yeah. it just is what it is. So, but we, yeah, so gynosexual, I'm taking it back. We should just go, like, I don't know if you can... Get on those wiki things. I think you can just correct it. You should just start correcting it. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, does this, does this make, it's like so ridiculous. Oh, this makes me a trans exclusionary radical feminist or afraid of trans people because I am into people with pussy. And again, I have said it on the record and I'll say it again. I'm not even saying I wouldn't date a trans woman. I just haven't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe post-op. <laughs> it's like. Probably, I guess. I don't know. But that doesn't but, I mean, I mean, that's just your preference. That's yeah. just what you're, you know, just like, yeah, if you like somebody with short hair or long right. hair. Well, and I don't know. It's like, it's beyond that even. It's also, you know, something about me that as a kid, I was in a religion and a culture that was very against that. I was in love with, would fall in love with women and knew that I was going to fall in love with and want to have sex with women. That was not okay. And now it is this thing. I mean, people <laughs> like debate about this on Twitter and they're little characters or they write and they call each other phobic and bigots and all this. But it's like, 
it's legitimately fucked up that I grew up with everyone being like, you've got to suck dick. You got to take dick. Yeah. <laughs> this is how it is. And now everyone's like, if you won't, if you won't at least pretend that you might take dick, we're if, because some of it might be from a woman, even in some hypothetical, we're all just talking about like theoretical, like most people, you know, some people want to act like trans women are forcing their dicks on lesbians. No, they're not. They're not. But it's like, it's in this theoretical thing where they need, it's important that I agree that I might fuck trans women. I'm like, I'm yeah. not, that's not fair for me to have to agree that I might fuck someone with a dick. I don't, I'm not, I'd like to never say never about shit because I don't fucking know. I don't know how I'm going to feel tomorrow. I don't know what drugs I'm going to do in the future. Right. <laughs> I don't know what kind of, I could, we could get into a world where the last people on earth are me and a trans chick and I'm probably going to fuck her. Unless she's not attractive. <laughs> Hopefully she's attractive. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I'm just saying it's fucked up to force me to say that I should be interested in sucking a girl dick. No. Well, and here's the thing, too. You know, ex- the, the word exclusionary. Like, exclusionary in groups, you have to exclude some people. Right. In, in in most right. groups. Yeah, if you in order to make definition a group, of women, right. a good group, you pick and choose and you have your people. Right. You have to exclude some people. Right. Everybody's included in God. But what existence is, is the in-grouping and out-grouping, you know? And so, yes, in order to have an in-group, you have to have an out-group. There is no inclusion without exclusion. Right. Exactly. And sometimes we should be able to draw circles in various ways that we want to. And there are times when, again, like, there's so much of this is coming up in, like, theoretical cases. Although there's, like, a, a gay men's sex thing I heard about in like Michigan or something where they someone called the whistle on them because they were like you gotta have a dick or something and and this thing's just what they said they were like you gotta have a dick and all the trans people were like this is bigoted whatever um and it's like well they didn't even say that you had to have been born with it for one thing in the description so (laughs) I don't know but I'm like I think it's fair for some people to have a dicks only exactly group if they want to yes I just like, we're trying to have different experiences on this planet. And particularly when it's like, if it was lesbians and if, or if it's like, you know, vagina people who all want to have the experience together. I mean, everybody knows that these people, most of them have been (laughs) raped to one extent or another, often multiple times. Yes. I really listen to women's stories like, and just for whatever reason, maybe you've never had sex with a penis person before. Maybe you've, and, or you've been raped and assaulted, whatever, or you just want to have a space where you know that no one is, sometimes you want it to be all straight women so that you know that there's not going to be any, like, you can, you can, um, enjoy each other without any competition of uh, men happening or worrying about which one is more attractive to the man. You know, like there's a lot of reasons why people want to get together with different dynamics. And even if you see yourself as a woman, the other people are going to have a different experience of what's going on in their mind, body systems reacting with their neurochemistry because of everything that's ever happened to them. Like they should just, people should just be able to have different groups. Sometimes there are groups where everyone's happy for there to be trans women amongst cis women. Yeah. Other times people, trans women want to get together all themselves. Other times. And even with the whole abusive stuff and everything, she still would like, my mom would not listen to it, you know, because he's just such a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I mean, that's the thing. Uh, people with money get away with a lot. They do. people like their money. It's, it's a dangerous thing. I mean, you know, Jesus' whole thing about it's hard to get through the eye of a needle <laughs> as a camel. Um, it's like, well, yeah, because once you have money, you just can get away with 
so much and it's yeah. so tempting not, you know, and then people are so easy on you about everything. You know, you're just going to get morally spoiled. Well, I, like you know, else. cause I used to live wealthy. I, I was very wealthy at one point. Like I'd fuck you money mm-hmm. and like I could drive the kind of car that I wanted. I, you know, just all this shit, but I never was really like, Oh, I want like all the materialistic things. I just was able to buy what I wanted to when I wanted to. Yeah. Had nice dinners, like all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden when I got divorced and I left, that's when I was like, oh shit, I've got to figure out how to take care of myself mm-hmm. and these three kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's still, you know, it's a decade later and I'm still like struggling, fucking struggling, but I'm much happier yeah. without it. I would much rather not have the money. Yeah. 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 Uh, everybody should, uh, give up the money in, in a situation where it's not worth it. I mean, if you're just appeasing someone or some relationship that isn't worth appeasing, then yeah, don't do it or job. Well, and I still think I want to take him to court because mm-hmm. I still think he owes me money because yeah. he, we used a lot of my trust money from when my mom died mm-hmm. to buy the house that he's in right now. Yeah. And that house now is worth millions of dollars. Yeah. And I didn't get that. And like he and his wife make about a half million dollars a year. Yeah. It's like, you're like, can we just please, can you please just yeah. like give me some money for food when I have right. the kids? Right. Cause three kids, feeding three kids is a lot. Right. Housing three kids is it's a lot. It's sad that you would have to get the court involved in that. I know. I've yeah. asked, I'm like, can you just give me like $400 a month? Yeah. That's good for food. Yeah. And he's like, no. Yeah. See, sometimes I just feel like I really just don't like men. Me but, too. Um, and some of my best friends are men. So yeah. But the, and, and I have kids that are men, <laughs> yeah. you know? So it's like, so you're, I, so you're I, the problem. You're making more of them. I know. <laughs> But I'm actually not because one's yeah, there not you go. really They're converting. And, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. We, I just think we sh- could still have a way to talk about, you know, if you're, if you're choosing these other genders, non, non just a dude or chick thing, then it's still a little bit too tied to medicalization. There's too much of the, like, even the they, thems are intervening a yeah. little more than whatever. And I'm like, well, there need to be some other gender options where we're not meaning that that needs to be like you change hormones or even it's necessarily in the pronouns or name or anything. Yeah. It could just be in the looks like, like a guy wearing a skirt. Yeah. Doesn't mean he's a girl. Right. It's just, he's going to be one of those guys who wear skirts. If we have a word for one of those guys who wear skirts, then it helps people to be that. But if we don't have a word for one of those guys who wear yes. skirts, then they oh, go, I guess I must be a woman or something, you know? Right. There's a little bit of people getting confused in that. And so we need more words, I guess is what I'm coming down on. But I think we just need to figure out the 12 genders. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now I would be so happy with that. Yeah. Like I, I just, it was almost like when I was um, diagnosed borderline personality disorder, I was like, thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I was going yeah. so things were so chaotic in my brain Yeah, and to put a label on it made me feel good. Yeah. Cause I was yeah. like, well, okay, now I can do something about it. I right. can read up on that exactly. and figure out why I'm doing all this. Right. Exactly. So if we had, it's just kind of like, like I said, just better than astrology. Yeah. It's really personal and easy to access for people and, and real. Like what is your general gender type? We just have to figure out a system for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so true. Guy who wears skirts sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then there's guy who wears skirts sometimes because he's like into Scottish stuff. And that's yeah. 
different. And that's, that's different. completely different. <laughs> you know, because I hear some guys, are, you know, when we're talking about guys wearing skirts, they're like, oh, yeah, I would totally wear a skirt. A kilt. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, that's not. And a fedora, I bet. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> that's the same. <laughs> but those guys are a different kind of guy who wears a skirt than, yeah, one of the ones who's like, I actually think I can pull off a skirt with this top that I have, and I'm just one of those little androgynous ones who's bisexual or whatever, you know. I mean, like, yeah. my boyfriend Jeremy, he would be a beautiful woman. Yeah. And he doesn't, like, every once in a while he'll wear my panties or, you know, whatever, and I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like. See, I always hate, the, the idea of, like, a dick and balls and women's panties is, like, horrible. It's like the worst I don't thing. know why I do. I have so many people love it. I'm in the minority, if anything. It and then like. he's been talking a lot about liking got like crushing on guys. Uh-huh. I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. Go for it. And he already has. I think he's already soy been boy been. is one of the genders. What is it? <laughs> soy boy. <laughs> you know, it's like the idea that like because everyone's been drinking more soy milk and yes. eating tofu now, like some of the dudes are like super beta or whatever. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Oh my god! I, I mean, but Devin, a lot of the people are like super into soy boys. Yeah. Uh, Devin was fed, fed soy milk. Uh huh. <laughs> See, <laughs> and they have they have uh, four nipples. Oh, you know, like how it goes down. Yeah. Gibby has three, so three one underneath here. Oh, and Devin has four. Maybe there's just like there's a Siamese twin who got swallowed up, <laughs> all but for the nipples. Because at first I was like, "What is this scar?" Uh-huh. When they were born, I was like, "They were just born. How is there a scar?" Yeah. And they're like, "No, that's a nipple." Whoa! All right. So your kids are the future. Uh-huh. <laughs> Great. Yeah, but the oldest is newly saying that they might be non-binary. That's like a recent event. At I mean, yeah, it was right before, I mean, we're like four months mm-hmm. ago is when they told me. Four months. And did they say that they had been feeling this way for X amount of time or? Since uh, freshman year in high school. Cool. Okay. Well, so that's like a 14 year old. Yeah. A seven-year uh, stint of thinking about stuff. So that's mm-hmm. not nothing. But that's also, like, exactly when it was becoming whatever on Tumblr and everywhere. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not to say it's not all real. It's just, like, the human consciousness has been really excited about these ideas lately. So this is what we're really concentrating on and playing with more in the younger generations. So that's just where you're at. You and know? again, you know, they have Asperger's. Yeah. Which, you know. You get fixated like, on some interesting Yeah, shit. like, yeah. oh. I'm not that man. I don't look yeah. like that man. I don't feel like that man. I feel a little bit more like that person right there, and they look like a woman. Yeah. Well, it's like I have a little bit of Asperger's, you know? And, uh-huh. and so I just like to think of it as, like, gender is my trains, you know? That's just my thing that I'm fixated. And I know it's true for me. Uh-huh. So I know it's true for all the other little Asperger's types yeah. out there who are thinking about gender. Like, we just get fixated on interesting topics. Not yeah. everybody has trains. Um, for some people. And I think especially maybe the vagina Asperger's people, it turns out like this is just what we're into because <laughs> the boys still seem to be interested in trains. I don't know what that switch is. Oh, uh, like they, Devin was into cars, uh-huh. a lot of cars, wheels. Yeah. Kind of, that's the autism Mechanistic part. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And like fans, like he would look at a fan mm-hmm. and like pretend to twirl it. We got a little nugget here who just like, must know how everything works. Yeah. Yeah. He, there, his, for his birthday, he wanted a book on cabinets, how to build cabinets. Oh. And he's going to turn five. <laughs> oh, that's really cute. He helped us install new doors. Yesterday. Yeah. 
He was more helpful than me, for sure. <laughs> oh, helpful. my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I still think it's like, so I have some Asperger's, so it's easy for me to talk to Asperger's children and, like, understand them. Um, but I still don't have, like, boy Asperger's. It's, yeah. Even though I think of myself as very boyish, my Asperger's is all girl Asperger's. There, there is a very big difference. I don't know how to do anything with the physical universe. <laughs> right. Because, well, like, what I see from Devin is um, you communicate very well. Mm-hmm. You know, the way that Devin communicates is, is hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. It, uh, he His short-term memory is very off. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll forget things. They'll forget things. Mm-hmm. You know, so we might have a conversation and then I'll say, hey, when we were talking earlier and they'll be like, I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> but he, they're brilliant. Yeah. He, they're going to school for music and they're a brilliant uh-huh. musician. Yeah. And like, that's, yeah, that's Devin's thing. Pretty great. Yeah. I love Asperger's. Yeah, just, no, I do too. I do too. It just makes everything more interesting. Like yeah. you just throw little wrenches in the in the games of the universe, you know. That's great. Yeah, that's what I hate about it. Whenever for so long I would try to tell people that I have some Asperger's and and they would be like, No, you don't. And I'm oh, like, oh no, gosh. I, no, I didn't uh, I didn't mean to, I don't know. It's hard to explain to people. I mean, no, it's like a, you know, it's like pros and cons, dude. It's a superpower it's and not, I'm also a little retarded. Right. It's, it's fine. Yeah. I'm not, I've never been embarrassed. Like once I realized like, oh, there's a word. For, I'm like, dude, if we had had that word for my most recent dead brother when he was growing up, it would have been so much better for him. We didn't right. have any way to understand high functioning autism Asperger's whatever and so like that's a new technology that we have to understand how to help people but we just didn't have that so we just were mad at kids all right. the time and I think that's what happened to my brother too mm-hmm. I, I, I mean it's got a lot of other things going on but I think that's part of it mm-hmm. and so just knowing what Devin has and working with it he, mm-hmm. I mean they're doing very well in the world and, like, and probably all people with Asperger's are, by the way, just, like, non-binary. Can we just establish that? And I stop think so, like, too. Like, if you have Asperger's, you're automatically... Yeah. So there should be a pronoun for the Asperger's people. See, now we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going to get... Cause it, because it is. Because we're like, our own gender. Yes. Be, yeah. I think they have that on gender wiki and whatever. Even, yeah, I think there is, like, an Asperger gender, probably. <laughs> but we got to have a better word, you fucking Asperger's, yes, losers. Uh, we can't be calling Asperger's. It has to be, like, something... Sexy. We already joke. We can call ourselves Asperger's, and that's funny. But we should have like a cool word for our gender. Yeah, because we are pretty cool about it. Like the ones who don't get annoying. We're, you know, it's pretty cool to just be like, oh, we don't have to follow your patterns, you weirdos. You know. <laughs> well, and I think the more I see, because you know, I have a kid with it, and I've mm-hmm. seen it everywhere because we've been around it mm-hmm. his their whole life. Uh, I, I've, I kind of feel like half the population has it. Oh, totally. Well, that's everyone is on the spectrum. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I like to diagnose audiences where I'm like, you're positive <laughs> two, you're negative one. You're right. right. You're, but you're on the spectrum. Yeah. We're all on every single spectrum. That's yes. how it works. Especially, I mean, I'm, you know, in the comedy world, there's so much of that. There's so, there's definitely extra Asperger's in the comedy world. And, you, and just like, there's a lot of careers too, like that, where you're seeing an over representation. And it's because, there's a lot of creativity and mm-hmm. your brain working differently. Yep. And it's the same with the music yeah. and theater. And of course, we're talking about like high functioning autism. This isn't to, you know, that's the problem. We just need like right. another word or something 
That's why right, like Asperger's, because yeah, Asperger's does describe. Yeah. And they were trying to take it away. Well, it's because they it's people without Asperger's who are offended on behalf of people with Asperger's because they don't they don't think the word sounds nice and we're like, oh. no, but people with Asperger's have it's a sense cool. of humor and we all think the word Asperger's is hilarious. Yeah. You know, but whatever. It's like if we just it's you don't take it that seriously that there's a word for your quote unquote like the way your pattern of mind is. Like do right. you know like I've just been realizing lately that like everybody's brains are incredibly different from each other, even yeah. like the way that, you know what I mean? Like there's, we're so different. We've evolved in such a way that we can communicate as much as we can and work together and whatever. <laughs> but like, it's a, it's a different experience. Our brains are wrinkled in different ways and connected in different oh, ways. Completely. Everyone is completely different. Hey, thanks for making it to the end of the episode. Uh, I appreciate that so much. Sorry that this sounds like shit. I just recorded the a whole outro on my nice microphone and then everything fucked up because I'm using my old computer still, but I will be new, using my new computer because it's coming week, hopefully, as long as I can figure out this cord situation. Um, if you want to support the podcast and or you want more of the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash WQO or you can preferably head over to wrongqo.substack.com where there's already uh, there's stuff that you can see for free uh, there and uh, you can have a free subscription or even have a paid one it is up to you uh, obviously it's nice the more paid ones we get then it's easier for me to buy better technology and whatnot if you also just want to support me in general this podcast whatever you can just Venmo me money at gay ariel g-a-y-a-r-i-e-l-l-e that's uh, very appreciated. Nothing like getting a, a stray Venmo here and there. Um, let's see. Yeah, also just to yeah, support the podcast, dude. So just tell a friend about the podcast. If you've got a cool, you know, queer in your life, one who's actually cool, um, you know, a parent of a uh, someone who's thinking about transitioning or the child of someone who's transitioned or, you know, just anyone who you think that might appreciate what we're doing here, someone you think might be a fun guest, anything like that, just tell a friend about the podcast. That is my favorite way for you to support the podcast other than money. Um, and then you can also go to Apple Podcasts where you can rate, uh, give it five stars. Um, subscribing helps. Leaving a review is the best. Um, what else do I need to say? The, I have shows coming up. I mean, I do lots of shows in Austin and uh, around the country. And uh, But I'll tell you more about because I'm not really leaving. I mean, I'll be in Houston December like 8th and 9th, I think. Um, but uh, then I'll be... Uh, on tour in January and as well as in New York so I'll tell you more about that later but the shows that I produce and host in Austin both of which are fucking awesome uh, one is off script and that is happening December 11th at 10 p.m. at the fallout theater it is my show where we do stand-up and then you are allowed to heckle the comics in fact you're encouraged to heckle in fact I give prizes to the funniest hecklers it is always it's just a true joy to do that show and everyone has the best time I can't tell you how many comics tell me it's the most fun show that they do. So you can go to fallouttheater.com for tickets. We always have awesome lineups. It's just, it's such a good time. And then on December 17th, we're going to do Backyard Sluts at the Creek in the Cave again, except it'll be called Inside Sluts this time. Inside Sluts at 11 p no, 9 p.m. And then afterwards, we'll be Perverts, which is the fucking sick, awesome show hosted by my co-host Ava of the Gender Fluids podcast, Small World. 
So you get inside sluts and then perverts. If you want to do a double feature that night at the Creek and the Gave, I would highly recommend that. Backyard sluts is so fun. We have these, we have awesome stand-ups, and then there's always a sexy, fun, hot game in the middle of the show where you can win prizes. And then at perverts, it's on a sick lineup of comics. And then there's a perform- there's always a performance in the middle of the show that you just don't want to miss any of these, dude. It's like crazy shit happens at those pervert shows. Anyway, you can go to creekinthecave.com to get tickets uh, for those shows or any other shows. And I think I've done it. Rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, Patreon, Stubstack, Finmo, uh, shows. Thank you so much. If you have feedback or you want to be on the podcast or whatever, then you can go uh, email me at ariel.norman at gmail.com. And also, if you just want to see, oh, yeah, any other shows that I'm on or pictures of me, my girlfriend, our colt, our tiny dog, whatever, then follow me on Instagram at ellendgenderless. Okay, thanks, bye.